Hey, everyone. Uh, Before we get started with the podcast this week, I just wanted to take a moment to honor the passing of a modern legend in skydiving and base jumping this past week, uh, Mr. Vincent Raffet. To the general public, he was a soul flyer. He was, of course, a jet man, and he was responsible for some of the most spectacular air sport stunts ever performed. For those in skydiving and base jumping, he was an always outgoing, excited guy, showing his huge passion for his sport, always welcoming, and always with an enormous smile for everybody that came his way. To Fred and to Agnes and his family and all his friends around the world, I offer my most sincere and heartfelt condolences, and I'd like to offer a moment of silence and a blue skies for Mr. Vincent Raffet. Choose life, choose a sport, choose a drop zone, choose a start time, choose a fucking big jump plane, choose turbine engines, speed, unlimited altitude, and endless horizons. Choose height, no low turns, and travel insurance. Choose jump tickets, choose tiny action cameras, choose your mates, choose a rig and matching helmet, choose swoop shorts and a range of fucking fabrics, choose 120 vertical speed and wondering who the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch, watching debriefs, spirit-saving slow-mos, smashing beers after last load. Choose standing on the podium at the end of it all. Choose a wing you'll love every time. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you fly NZ Aerosports? Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe... There's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports, fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it, swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust. Like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot. The Crossfire 3, when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch. The JFX 2, if you're looking to up your new swoop game. The Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So the equipment is top of the line kick-ass stuff as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. 
These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. Hell, they've even got a special offer for all you Lunatic listeners out there. Just head to pages.nzaerosports.com forward slash into the void. That's pages.nzaerosports.com forward slash into the void and follow the instructions to register a website account with them. You'll score a discount voucher with 20 bucks towards any purchase over $200. I mean, come on. You know you're going to shop with NZ Aerosports, so grab a little extra cash towards that buy and enjoy. The offer is good until the 31st of December, and the voucher is good for three months, so go register now. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah. Straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, and this is going to be a fucking hot, painful one. So let's just dive in. Who the fuck are you and what do you do? Steve Hubbard. I'm director of competition and records for USPA. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a yeah. USPA official. The man's in the house. And who the fuck are you? Uh, you guys know me. It's Junior back on oh, with you guys. Oh, no. This could get weird. A little bit. We've done something like this before, but something. I think this is going to be worse. Yeah, but this one actually, um, we've been planning to do this one for a long time because, um, Steve, you originally saw, I think, was it a Facebook post I put up of the stupid hot sauces that we had eaten? Yeah, I don't remember what it was exactly. We, uh, But it had to be hot sauces that made me message you because I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to this stuff. Yep, uh, yep. We so. got we got to talking back and forth and and uh, eventually you uh, you're like I have these coming and you sent me a picture of a hot sauce called God Slayer. Uh, for those that don't know, we're talking about really stupid fucking hot sauces uh, that are shouldn't be edible. They're it, they should be illegal. They're probably not edible. Yeah, just make them edible. Yeah, uh, but this one's called God Slayer, and for for the aficionados, it's a six just over six, six million four, Scoville. Yeah. So it's it's hot ridiculous yeah yeah so we're, we're gonna talk about uh, uh skydiving uspa stuff and and then do stupid shit in the middle of it sounds good sounds fitting so um before we jump into the uspa stuff how'd you get started in the sport uh i was in the military for a little bit did was airborne in the military got out was one of those suckers that did a tandem jump every year for way too long i think <laughs> i did 11 11 tandem jumps before somebody finally said you know you should probably do aff What's AFF? And they told me next week I was in AFF. Nine days later, I had my license. Nice. I uh, started in Massachusetts uh, when I started in 2011. Uh, so I'm a pup in the sport. But uh, So that, that's how I started. And then uh, in 2012, I realized that this is something I really want to do more seriously, move from Massachusetts to Florida. Uh, I live in DeLand now. Um, and I've been there ever since. So Nice, nice. So you just kind of were all in yeah, right away. I jumped right in. I did uh, 4,000. I'm at four, just over 4,000 jumps since 2011, so pretty accelerated. Yeah, yeah, getting up there for sure. Yeah. You, you were working for one of the manufacturers as well for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I When I joined, I had an IT job, corporate America, so on and so on. Uh, when I moved down to Florida, I kept kept that 
that uh, vein of, of job. Uh, and then quickly moved in. I started working for Mirage uh, back in like 2000 and probably 13 or 14 and then went from Mirage to Aerodyne and was there for a few years and then went from Aerodyne to USPA. Wow. I mean, it's it's kind of cool that uh, skydiving pulls so many people from so many different professions and they, you know, basically take them for um, all the skills that they've got and put them to use in the sport because – We've got a wide variety of extremely talented people outside of skydiving from the lives that they used to have. <laughs> and- I don't use my IT. So I got a degree in computer science. Don't I don't use any of it at all. It's it's long gone. Nice. Uh, I did. I did. It got me to where I am because I was the IT director or man, manager or whatever the, the title was at both Mirage and Aerodyne. So that got me to that stage. But nice. Then, but now I'm. I don't use it at all. So I'm right there with you, man. I haven't taken my pants off for money in a long <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> I got a few bucks here. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, you know, maybe after some more wine and hot sauces. So um, it's. I mean. It, so you go from all of that and you go to the manufacturer. So you're kind of seeing behind the curtain. Yeah, I've seen very much so. Right away. That How was that? Because, again, as a as a newer jumper and even when it's, once I'd been in the sport for quite some time, it was a very long time before I started, you know, figuring out what was behind the manufacturing and the, the people that were making all it possible. So for me, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm a pretty analytical kind of guy. Uh, so I, I, I always want to know how stuff works and, and, and how the sausage is made, you know. Sure. Uh, I want to see behind the curtain. Curtains. Uh, so I, I was, it was, it was nice to be, I mean, I, I think I probably, I, I definitely had less than 500 jumps when I started at Mirage. I mean, I was like brand new, probably less than, less than that. I don't even know. Uh, so I was like really a brand new jumper. Uh, and, um, so to, to get, to get that behind the scenes look really, I think helped me understand the gear, trust the gear, sure. um, know the gear better, uh, and then sell the gear, sell the gear for sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and being super active, I was doing 500 jumps a year and that's not work jumps. No, I'm not tandem rated. I'm not anything like that. Uh, 500 fun jumps. I was super active. Sure. Um, well, you were doing more fun jumps in a year than I have in my career. Yeah. I, I, it was, it was at more drop zones. Yeah. And I would travel all around, especially when I got to Aerodyne. I was there, I was there, uh, their tour rep for lack of a so better. You were doing the boogie circuit. Yeah, I did quite a bit. Jesus of, did like Christ. three years of boogies, I think. You, you still remember your name? Uh, I need a reminder every now and again. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's how I that's how I ended up meeting these guys. Was uh, I met Nicole uh, when she was with Infinity yep. uh, at, at a boogie somewhere in Georgia or somewhere I think was where we and then we became really close friends very quickly and, and then uh, that, that led me to this guy. I mean, th- you may you may have gotten started late, but uh, hooking up with this guy and doing the boogie circuit for three fucking years, man, you definitely took on the dangerous side of skydiving. Yeah, it was definitely fun on the boogie circuit for the little bit of time that I was on there getting to go around with these guys from from drop zone to drop zone was pretty fun oh it fucking had to be but i mean that's just uh, you're talking an entire summer of over the top yeah antics yeah. <sighs> and non-stop every week uh, every you know i would do i would do probably 10 trips a year to different boogies oh. and, and i do all of them summer fest and and Jesus. lost you know lost prairie was me and nicole's big head you know that was our the one trip we looked forward to the most and that just i mean that lives up to its name for sure well so. those are those are the boogies that you go to that you you're going to a skydiving boogie and maybe you'll jump definitely it's it's so like comparing Summerfest and and, and uh and uh lost prairie lost prairie was like the party where you might skydive and and Summerfest is the skydive your ass off and you're gonna have an awesome party you know it's sure. like very different uh viewpoints very different 
approaches to those two boogies. I never did a lot of boogies. The only boogies that I was at, I was working. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I never ran around to do the whole bunch of it, but I was different because I got started in the sport working right away. Yeah. So an idea of a vacation for me was not to go do more of what I was doing at home. And um, this was work for me, though. This, this wasn't this wasn't a vacation. This was <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would get there and and I mean I would be there at sun up all the way down. But of course it was you know it, it, there's more than our fair share of uh, yeah. debauchery. If, well, if that's you when you have to wonder: is that sun going up or yeah. going oh, it's, down? Because <laughs> we've been doing this a while. Yep. That's I mean, happened a few times. It sounded like a lot of fun. I think one of the I've only been to Summerfest once, and that was only when I went to visit um, when I was flying for Chicagoland skydiving, and just kind of went to see what was going on. But I didn't go and jump, and I couldn't party too hard because I had to fly the whole yeah. next fucking day. Summerfest is awesome. Oh yeah, probably, probably my second favorite event. Lost Prairie is my favorite. Yeah, one. yeah, I love Summerfest. Summerfest is definitely one of the top ones in the states. Nice, not the top for me. Nice. So um, while we're doing this, should we should we dive into one of these sauces? Yeah, we got to pick a, pick a low one. Though. All right. So start, yeah, start pick the bottom right. I want you to pick one of Paul's. So a shout out to Mr. Paul Wetzel, aka Weasel. Uh, I used to jump with Weasel um, back in Las Vegas. We used to do some pretty silly shit, and and he went and did something sillier and joined the army and became an army helicopter pilot. When he got out um, a few years back, he became a <sighs> chef. Um, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Be nice. Yeah. Be not. We're just getting started here. Just r- yeah, rub the two together. Yeah. There you go. Um. And so now he's become a chef, but he's amazing with these fucking hot sauces and stuff. So he <laughs> sent me out some of his home brew. So uh, tip of the hat to uh, Mr. Paul Wetzel, uh, old OG skydiver and, and army guy. I think I just hurt myself. Dude, this is going to be hot, man. <laughs> this is gonna be oh, this is the, the really good smelling one, though. All right, good. here we go. Yeah, Cheers, here Dwayne. we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That little cut in the inside of my lips yep. going to be problematic here really soon. Mm, that's got a great flavor to that, doesn't Very it? Very good, yeah. And not that hot. No, no. Paul, the smoky one, I'm yeah, telling you, I good. said it before, the smoky one is by far the best. Mm. So Well done, Paul. So USPA, the belly of the beast, man. Yeah. You work for the belly of the beast. I do. I love it. I love the job. I love the people I work with. I love the responsibility. Uh, just This year has been especially... T- Hang on one second. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. I got myself too. Holy cow! This year has been especially tough with uh, with COVID and 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 uh, especially in my world. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm competition, so uh, basically competition across the world has been canceled yeah. uh, in all of skydiving. You know, it's all the way from from USPA and BPA or British skydiving uh, up to FAI. The, the Mondial was canceled this year, yep. postponed to next year. Um, and uh, and then eventually USPA board of directors followed suit. Followed suit um, back up about a month ago. I think the decision was made to, to cancel nationals for 2020. There was some real controversy with that, wasn't there? Oh That's what I was about to say as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing a few posts going around, and man, people were really polarized. There yeah. were some pissed off people on both sides. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was an impossible decision. Uh, you know, there was we were never going to please everybody. No. Uh, and it was it was we. Did, I mean, I I spent man, I can't even count the hours that I spent on this thing, and. Um, it was it was split pretty much fifty fifty down like mm. every every we did a big survey of all the competitors from two thousand and eighteen and or two thousand nine yeah to eighteen and nineteen's nationals so like five hundred something competitors we we surveyed, um, and it was it was it was basically split right down the middle and the board of directors made their decision. What side of that did you fall on? 
Uh, I'm glad they made this, they did the decision that they did. Uh, personally, that, that was my opinion, but I, I told you know the competition committee, the board of directors, everybody top to bottom. That if the decision was made to hold nationals, that I would be there, and sure, and, you know, it's my job. So you know, my I, I fell on the same side. I'm I'm glad that they did it the way they did it, but not necessarily out of um, uh, just safety for the competitors and stuff, but the um, the optics. T- to me, that's the more important part of it, the, right? You know, the, the, so skydivers already have this reputation for being a bunch of crazy motherfuckers, and of course, um, as the general public is concerned, we're represented by guys flying down the sides of mountains yeah. and doing crazy shit. So for us to, I resemble that. Rem- yeah, yeah. So for us to then um, hold this during what's going on, you end up risking having a reputation like Sturgis now has. Yeah, it would it would have been seen, I think, um, at least publicly. And you know, then but then the the counter to that, and I and I fit, you know, we fit, we face that uh, that discussion uh, as a as an organization of you know how's it going to look to the public and so on right uh, but you know then you look at like how much how much visibility does skydiving truly have in the world and it's sure. pretty small you know like it is but any press you know it like it, it just it to me it wasn't worth it wasn't worth the uh the risk you know to and it's not not the risk of, of people getting sick i got i don't think you know it, it, it believe what you want with this whole thing like, sure uh we i i it, it, i think it could have been done fine i'm sure i'm sure we would have been all right but yeah, no, I still agree with the way that it went. And again, I think you're right. The footprint for skydiving, the optics are pretty small. That being said, uh, they get enough coverage. I mean, uh, and Junior can vouch for this. Every time there's a fucking fatality, business yeah. spikes. Yeah, but that, you know? that's that's the every time. Yeah, that that's the uh, the the what's like the. Uh the extreme nature of you know, sure like, well i hate to say it but that's what romanticizes yeah, skydiving sure. to the general public holy yeah. shit this is still dangerous well, and so, so it was interesting and i don't have the numbers so don't don't quote me on this but uh, from what i understand since covid happened and, and at least in the states with the loosening of of restrictions very very quickly uh and drop zones are pretty much open now sure, cr- sure. across the country i don't i don't think there's anybody that's really affected um or that's closed down anyways uh, and and there, I mean, tandems are coming out like never before. I mean, sure. people are really like getting getting on it now. Well, I think worldwide because people can't travel pretty much everywhere. All that money that they would have spent on those vacations yeah. now, and I think also the big thing is people are realizing with what two hundred and some odd thousand reported deaths in the U.S. that shit, my number could be up pretty like soon. Two twenty is the last and, count, and that's a big thing that you see whenever somebody's mortality is put in the forefront of their mind sure they that bucket listing the yeah. bucket listing comes out and they want to do the crazy wild yeah. things they're going to go scuba dive and they're going to go skydive and they're going to go and damn right try flying an airplane and damn right now meanwhile skydivers doing everything backwards are all getting married and pregnant <laughs> not me <laughs> there's going to be coronials everywhere oh yeah. right and that's all you can coronials that's all you can fucking call them man yep Yep, it's going to be the huge uh, baby boom yeah, of, of 2020, happen. man. It's. I think you're going to see next year, like we've been saying, babies coming up, divorces going up. Oh yeah, maybe murders. I'm not really sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so USPA, you definitely had it hard with that, and I mean USPA is it's it's the real deal. You know, I mean it's going from a manufacturer to um, the responsibility involved with the USPA. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, for man, sure. it's it's a it's a level of professionalism that has to be maintained. And I've given USPA not so much USPA, but the parachutist uh, side of USPA shit for a long time. Um, because I've written so long for a magazine that just kind of, you know, doesn't pull any punches yeah. and I get to curse and there's titties in the magazine yeah. and all this stuff. 
And for a while, I was annoyed, and then I'm like, no, I get it. Okay, Parachutist kind of has to be that cookie cutter because they're trying to bring new people in. They're trying to stay respectable, and I get it, but just... A nipple now and then? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you, have to, you have to ask Laura about that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not my area of expertise. But, uh, but I, I think it's what you said. I think it's, it's, the, it's the official representation of the organization. And, sure. you know, we work for 40,000 members. Uh, and, you know, it, to, to, you know, skydiving is what it is and we know it, you know. But, yep. but there's another side to it. You know, there, there's the professional side. And, and like you said, like bringing new people in and, and – uh, I think it's I think it's a it's a different it's a different uh, side of it than than the uh, sure sure well and, you're part of and, and, you know and uh, this is probably just getting older and and you know 25 years into the sport you look at it and go oh yeah there's more considerations yeah. than just trying to have fun and look cool and all this shit and uh, so you start to see USPA for what it's supposed to be and stuff like the airport fund and yeah. uh, all these different amazing things that they do which is really spectacular and you you have to get past the whole um, me, me, me bullshit of fuck, I don't want to have to do this registration and that and send this form and dot this, you know, I and cross this T, but you realize, oh, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And, and, and we, and I will say that we, we take huge steps to make that as easy and painless as possible. Sure. And, and over the last, I'd say like probably two years, there's been huge progress in that. Sure. Like making it like the, the forms and the, and the, and the fees and all, you know, all this stuff is, uh, First of all, not my department, so I take no responsibility for it. But it's something that that I know that we, as a staff, and certainly directors of the other departments, uh, work very hard to uh, minimize the sure. negative impact. You know, I mean, as an examiner, I've seen the the process get smoother and easier. The fact that we can now do stuff online yeah. for the first time, and we can verify ratings and and get people done everything online instead of having to put in pieces of paper. Sure. Well, makes it a lot easier. My process is easy because I just make you do it every time. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, right? literally every time I've had to re-up my USPA, I'm like, hey, Junior, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yep. Just do this for me, That's please. It. That's it. Yep, go. Go have fun. Uh, so shall we pick another one? Yep. All right. So um, for the, obviously nobody can see. Uh, yeah, you, got need a, a, you need a webcam up here or something. So we're talking about uh, going What's YouTube uh, eventually. Howler Monkey. Oh, this is a light one. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is this awesome. is nice. This yeah. is nice. Um, we're talking about going YouTube eventually, yeah. but um, we haven't done it yet for a couple of reasons. One of which, uh, technically, I have no fucking clue how to stitch a GoPro video in this audio um, and do it properly. Streamlabs OBS. Look it up. Well, there you go. See? You just asked the right people. Yeah. But it's, all right, uh, so here's to Howler Monkey. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. All right. That was a mellow. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a number two or three on the show. This is um, this is From almost the, like, uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the normal, the shit you get at the... Just Tabasco? The, Tabasco, yeah. yeah. Mellow. Mellow. Yeah, Super mellow. That's nothing. What's another, what's another easy one here? Let me see... Did you do those two already? We did these two. Uh, the Louisiana one's really good, and uh, paint 100% not bad. So we'll it's got some zing to it. We'll back it up with that. Yeah, man. Yeah, we can go to that. So, Junior, how's the um, – you've been rehabbing yourself because you're broken all the time. How's yeah, that man. going? Uh, rehab's – First off, tell everybody, anybody that hasn't listened, how you fucked yourself up and uh, um, what you're doing to fix it. Well, I mean, I think it's uh, – the original injury was in 2016, where I had a canopy collapse doing XRW for a project. How the fuck did that happen? Uh, somebody that was flying the yeah, airplane flew in uh, flew in front of us for for a photo for the project, and uh, I kind of flew through 
the wake turbulence off the back of the airplane with with uh, Micah Couch attached to, attached to me. <laughs> and I realized that things were going bad when I watched his face kind of his eyes got really big, and next thing I know, I was upside down, flying the opposite way, back Ooh. again. I took a pretty good hit with the shoulders on the harness. And what were you flying? Uh, 57 Petra. Jesus Christ. And I think it was loaded up at 3.6 or 3.7. 57. My fucking, my bed sheets are bigger than oh, that. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. And then uh, just um, doing AFF instructor training. So doing spin stops and rollovers. and rollovers. That would do it. Uh, I was doing a bunch of stuff with the with the um, one of the militaries in the in the Middle East, and the guy came in a little bit aggressive and tried to rip my shoulder out of socket. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And in true Scott ever fashion, you know, like we were we were a little bit short staffed at the drop zone, right? Um, so I kept on working, yeah, just as to you kind do. Of, to kind of help out, and it got to the point where it 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 needed surgery. Huh, fair enough. So I I had torn a, a couple tendons in my rotator cuff and decided to you know nice now pull, you're doing pull, the, a, pull a trigger and you're doing the old man rehab now well i got no choice i mean it's i mean it got postponed because of covid sure and then uh, after covid was done i was able to actually get the surgery done it's been a a long recovery this sure. one is not uh for anybody that's had a rotator cuff repair, I, I sympathize with you so much. I, I wouldn't wor- wish this one on my worst enemy. I was lucky. It was way, way worse than the slap repair that I had on my right side. I was lucky that because uh, I've had two done on my right shoulder, but I masturbate with my left hand. <laughs> so you're good then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was okay. I could handle the rehab because, you know, I had that to help relax. See, I'm married. It's okay. Well, yeah, good enough. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I'm doing the same you, thing, baby. man. I'm I'm, I'm rehabbing from all kinds of shit and catching up with all kinds of stuff. I've had uh, more fucking cortisone shots over the last uh, few months than in my entire life, but it works. Yeah. This is the longest I've been without a skydive since I started. How long has it been? It's been like over six months, hasn't it? Uh, it's been about, well, I mean, after COVID, um, I snuck out to the drop zone, uh, made a couple of fun jumps because I knew I was going to go down. So I'm like, I'll just deal with the pain for a couple of jumps. I just need to get in the air. Mm. So, um, I mean, COVID, we shut down in March or so, end of March. And then I made a couple of jumps at the, towards the end of June just to get in the air. And sure. then went under the knife at the end of June. So I nice. jumped since then. Well, I mean, you'll get back in there. Oh, for sure. I, I'm Take hoping, your time, though. I'm hoping sure. another month or two and nice, we'll nice. see what happens. I got range of motion, but... The strength is still well, and you pick the best working. time because, especially if you decide you're going to go back out and do competitions and stuff, there's nothing fucking going on, so you're good with that. But speaking of, so um, obviously all the big stuff has been canceled. What's when does that lineup for competition get started again? Yeah, so um, so for for international international competition, the next meet is in Siberia in August of 21. Uh, it's the rescheduled Mondial that was supposed to happen in August of this year. Uh, and USPA, uh, I think, is there. Our nationals is October of twenty one in Eloy. <clears throat> in Eloy, yeah. nice. In Siberia, how yeah, man, fucking it's cool crazy, is that, crazy, dude? I'm I, I'm really excited. I've got my Russian visa already. I'm good to go, dude. It's wild. I mean, I mean, I've been in the sport, the sport, a good chunk of time, but it just it. 
I, for all the things that I hate about social media, it's turned it into such a fucking worldwide thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, these competitions now and being able to know about them because yeah. they may have been having competitions there before social media, but I wouldn't have fucking known about it. So how cool is that, that I'm watching this crazy fucker doing stupid shit, swooping in Copenhagen. Yeah, and, yeah I watched the same thing in yeah. San Diego when they did it in San Diego. Yeah, and, and all that amazing stuff. Now, yeah. speaking of that, with those type of competitions, is the USBA going to start having more stuff like that? Because that's... I mean, like the the freestyle stuff that they did in Copenhagen was a huge success. So that's that's also an FA, as I understand, that's also an FAI managed circuit of competitions. It's not a USPA thing. Uh, they got into I don't know how it worked. It was it was done I think just just as I was taking the job, so I wasn't really in the loops yet. Um, but uh, as I understand it, they deal with the FAI. The FAI chooses the location, or, or, or the ISC, the International Skydiving Commission, which is the skydiving arm of the FAI. Jesus. Um, they uh, they choose the location, and um, and it's and it's set up with the host, and that's that. Is it something like uh, uh, they do with the Olympics, where you've got different locations that are bidding yeah. to have that stuff? Yeah, I mean, even even USPA does that. USPA, every year we get bids from from drop zones that want to host nationals for the following year or the next year after that, and that, that is discussed amongst the competition sure. committee, and then a recommendation is put forward, and, and then well, the board of directors decides. I'll tell you what, man, knowing now that uh, uh, that kind of stuff happens, and knowing that uh, um, the nationals canceled this year, and are in a different location next year. Yeah. So they were supposed to be in Sebastian this year? Uh, it was in Z Hills. In Z Hills. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, I, I fucking hats off to Z Hills for making the choice they made knowing that they weren't postponing, but they were giving away nationals. So, so that was a that was a discussion amongst us and USPA and, and Z Hills um of of what they would prefer. And I think in the end that they decided that they would rather it be canceled, and I think I think what'll what'll happen, and this is just looking into the future a little bit, is uh, I expect that that coming this uh, January or February when we have our next board meeting, which is when we vote on the next nationals for 2022, right. that Z Hills would get awarded it and, and and to make up for the one they lost. Sure, so, which is awesome. It yeah. just uh, I think it it's a really a big testament to them trying to look out for everybody's interests that they were willing to because that's I mean you're talking about an incredible investment, huge. Uh, and they and they it was it was a decision that we went we spent hours and days and weeks and months on. I mean, it was not something that we decided, but like, okay, like, let's make the decision now. It was, let's let's weigh every pro and con we can. Let's talk to everybody we can. Let's right. get every opinion, every, every anything. Uh, and, and then in the end, USPA, because of the way that the, the process works, it, we can't really just rescind nationals. Once it's awarded, we, we, we probably could, but we wouldn't. We, right. we would never just take it away. Right. Uh, so, so it was really us saying, you know, we will support you in whatever decision you guys want. If you guys feel like you can host nationals, we will be there, and we'll make it work. Uh, sure. If you guys feel like it's not something you can do, let's let's decide that, and we'll see how to how to move forward. Which uh, is awesome. So it was it was it was a tough year. It was it was a lot of back and forth, and, and a lot of like you said, like the the, the differing opinions and the and sure, you know, was, and, sure. And, it, and that went all the way up from 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 general non-competitive Scott Albert all the way up to board of directors, sure. national director, you know, everybody had, had an opinion and, 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 you know, it was, it was very heavily contested, like you said. Sure. So, 
Um, well, I mean, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's nice to see though that uh, even though it's split fifty fifty, a decision can be made. Obviously, we're living in a world where that's not necessarily the yeah, case. No so, um, who knew skydivers would show how responsible people do shit? <laughs> so it's a weird weird world we live in, now. right? We right. never expected that in a million no, years. No, no, not in a million it, years. It was a good job by everybody. Now, speaking of, there's a little bit of a changing of the guard going out your way too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Scott, our, our executive director for, man, I think he's been executive forever. director forever. <laughs> I, know, I know this is his 24th year working for USPA, and I, and I I don't know how many years as executive director, but a long, long time. Right. Uh, he, he announced some time ago that end of 2020 would be his final year, uh, and – a huge search. I, I don't know how it worked, but I would imagine a very big search for his replacement was was done. And uh, a former PD employee and super Albert Birchtold will be our new executive director. Come, well, I think he actually is officially I think he is now. on the on the clock now. But yeah. he, he takes over full time. Takes or Ed leaves rather. Uh, on January one, so man, uh, oh man, I'll tell you, I beside the fact that I love Al and I think he's just a great all around guy, and he's been representing the sport in a positive way for as long as I've been in the sport. Uh, I think it's fucking hilarious that the new um, director I've seen him hammered drunk. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's something about that is the, the 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 big boss now I've seen stumbling ass fucking drunk, and I've seen him bleeding having done something stupid. I've, I've heard some stories again being new and new in the sport. I've heard stories sure. of Albert in the. Uh, I, I was I was there and and uh, actually I joked around with him about it on on the podcast when I had him on uh, when he had an unintentional meeting with a, a pony brick wall uh, on an off landing. Um, but the cool thing for somebody like Al taking over, not that uh, the previous uh, gentleman didn't, but Al has got very, very relevant real-world experience in what skydiving is going on right now, not just in the general skydiving population, but on the fringes as well. Um, I think he's going to bring something to the table because he's young. I agree. I th- I th- I've known Albert for basically since I've lived, moved to Deland, so probably four, five, six, seven years now, whatever it's been. Yeah. Uh, and um, and I, I think it's I think it's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to work with him and for him. Um, I think, and, and he's also been a member of the competition committee for as lo- for longer than I've been in this job. So he's he's got a, a, a very unique. Uh, uh, perspective, guess, yeah, yeah. perspective of competition. Well, and he did the Florida Swoop League yeah, course, forever. Yeah, the FLCPA, yeah, the yeah. FLCPA, and he did a great job running it. Um, sure. I remember before he even took over. I remember when he first took it over and and watching it grow to what it is now. Before he handed the reins over to to Kurt and Jeannie, and man, he did an amazing job with that and really brought it up. And um, the competitor size, you know, doubled, probably even tripled. Yeah. Um, yeah, for some meets, and I mean, he just ran it smooth and had a um, a great um, atmosphere at the competitions and just a great demeanor about himself and everything. So I think it's going to be a good thing for USPA. No, no, I think it's epic. And in fact, in, in, in honor of Al, let's pick another fucking hot sauce. Let's do something stupid. Oh, what did you get? The, okay. The Louisiana, um, that's actually another tasty sauce. Yeah, another. So this one is not this painful. Is four, Al, this four or five. This, this one's for you, Albert. Yeah. This tasty one is for you. Cheers. Here we Cheers, go. Guys. All right. Fucking, I'll tell you what, Oh. I'm going to regret this at about yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning. We all will. Don't worry. But the people that are going to regret it the most are going to be the passengers in my plane tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Because I fly all fucking day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Not with me in the airplane. Nope. Nope. Well, it's actually really tasty. Yeah, that was good. I know. Too. I know. That it's one got I, good flavor. Yeah. 
Oh, it's like a number four on the show, I think. We're going to have to pick one that, that just kind of sucks for the next one. Um, so, I'm, no, I, I really think it's awesome that Al's there, and, and it's nice to see um, some fle- uh, some fresh blood getting in there. And I think, like you said, the, uh, the, the like, knowing cutting edge right now you know he, he's been with pd forever i think mm-hmm. he's i think i think he was like 14 or 15 16 or whatever it was a long long time yep um uh, super pre- you know hit, hit, and he's a competitor you know he, he actively competes uh, i talked to him about that uh i think like a few weeks ago whatever it was like kind of jokingly like is this new job gonna stop him from uh from competing and he's like he's got no intention on stopping competing, that's which fucking like, it's, it's, awesome it's, like the executive the, the highest staff member in uspa executive director of uspa is going to be competing right alongside with the uh with uh with which with, is awesome which is it, but it's th- it's amazing the i, I mean great. the 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 way that most people think and feel about the sport that's how it should be right yes. um, the people that are calling the shots and and for you know for the most part that's exactly what uspa is um to have them out there doing that as well, uh, your respect level for the entire organization goes through the roof because yeah, you're like, so. this fucking guy's on the plane right next yeah. to me. He's not going to be pushing to implement bullshit that he's not going to like. So, which is awesome. Totally, I, it, I fully agree. I think, uh, I think, I think, and taking nothing away from Ed because Ed's done an amazing job. Exactly. Also, you know, it's it's just a different. You know, Ed I think came from more of the, and I think I think the time that Ed came in, and this is obviously way before I was in the sport. Uh, the time that that when he came in, we needed somebody because, uh, as I understand it, Ed came from more of the government relations side of things, sure. with the FAA and stuff like that, and uh, and I think that at the time that that was really important um, to get us to where we are now. And now sure. that we're at a really you know really solid footing with the FAA, and we've got all our rules and laws and regulations and everything in place, and uh, and it's working well and everything. Um, I think I think now now this switch to having a, a you know a, a you know I guess you can call it a more active more current you know whatever you want to call it skydiver running the show like sure it's a it's a, it's a well, good time for it I think. but I mean again hats off to USPA through all their hard work for keeping up such good relations with the FAA because can you imagine that's Randy Ottinger man he is the man can you guy. imagine if the FAA had their hands uh, in the whole operation that skydiving as we know it would it, not it exist it might not exist period it wouldn't yeah, there's it, no fucking be, way it would be exist a different world for sure uh, when I was at Cross Keys for a while we had a FISDA a local FAA guy that didn't really care for us all that much because I mean it's a it's a at the time was the biggest party drop zone on the fucking planet you know the fire department was coming out to fill up our swoop pond um, and we're just it was a little out of control That's awesome not to mention we were flying basically in the Philadelphia approach corridor yeah. so you'd have jets all over the fucking close calls like some proper close calls and uh, we had a FISDO come out that was literally going through the sky van with a fine-tooth comb. Um, and I remember at one point, um, the mechanic that was there was exactly what you'd think. He's wearing torn-up cargo shorts and flip-flops <laughs> and a dirty T-shirt. And, you know, not what, you, not what an FAA guy wants For to sure. see is the head mechanic on this plane. And the, the FAA guy is pointing out that there's no exit sign on the back of the sky van. And uh, the mechanic just looks at him straight-faced and goes, Dude, it's a jump plane. Yeah. <laughs> Think we know how to get out, huh? Which became like the fucking saying for that drop zone for like the next year and a half. I was like, dude, it's a jump plane. But it's it, it, if it weren't for the hard work of the um, the USPA, guys like that would run rampant all over our fucking sport. Yeah, you know. And come on, what we do is dangerous. People die. Shit goes wrong. 
unfortunately, uh, you know, not great shit happens occasionally, and the FAA has been good enough working with the USPA to go, guys, make sure you're taking care of your toys. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, this is way outside of my area of, of knowledge or expertise, but I, like we got Randy Ottinger is our director of government relations, and he is. I mean, he's he is a godsend. He's also going to be leaving us pretty soon and leaves gigantic shoes to fill. Uh, that I don't know. I don't know who's going to take that job, but it's, it's that's a, that's a, that's going to be a, a, a very tough one to fill. But that's not uh, a job I'd want. Man, I tell you, it's. Uh, oh, I mean, the FAA is hard enough to deal with just as a pilot. All yeah. I got to do is can you know cover my own ass. Not. <laughs> I, I, I don't, it's it's a it's a job we we don't want to lose Randy, but a, you know, another guy that's just been there forever. Time time to move on, I guess. Sure. Whatever, but uh, sure. But he, I mean, the, the, to to the, the the recent success story was the Hawaii thing. Uh, they try, they basically tried to shut down the skydiving operations in at the Dillingham Airport. I tell guess. us, tell us. Uh, I don't know anything about so, this so one. I, I don't I don't know much, so so I, I could be wrong. But uh, the I, something along the lines of the uh, United States Army owns the owns the Dillingham Air Force, which is uh, the Air Force field, which is in Hawaii. I'm, I think on the Big Island, or what it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's in it's in Hawaii, and they wanted to get out of the lease, or some something wanted to they wanted to change something with the lease, or the owners of the of the lease for the for the drop zone, and uh, and it was it was just a huge deal. Like it was it was the biggest. They, they did thousands of tandems every year. You know, it was a big deal in for skydiving in in Hawaii. Uh, and Randy tirelessly with with the FAA and everybody. Uh, you, you'd mentioned the Airport Defense Fund, and that, that that was what made me think of this was mm. was this was something that we we used that to to address this problem. Uh, and in the end, we ended up uh, working with working with whoever it was, and and uh, and saved basically the the skydiving. So we saved all the TIs jobs, drops on everybody. Sure, is, is on solid ground now. Uh, at least for the time being, as I understand, again, like this is it's super vague because I don't really, I don't, I don't know the, sure. the the minute details, but it's uh, it, it was something that was a, a huge deal, and it was a it was something that we spent a significant we as an organization and Randy and Ed Scott and everybody involved spent a significant amount of time on. Uh, and of course, being out in Hawaii makes it not very easy to get to and deal sure, with. Sure, sure. Uh, well, the, and the cool thing though is knowing that that defense fund goes for a pretty high-profile drop zone like Hawaii, or it goes for some or, teeny or little anything. one in fucking yeah. Idaho. Yeah, it's not. It's, you know? it's not just it's anybody that needs it. And uh, sorry for anybody that owns a teeny drop zone yeah. in Idaho. I was <laughs> I didn't mean fucking to be I think, insulting. I think, I think there's only one. So. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> no, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I think what. A lot of the stuff that the organization does for the sport in general kind of goes n- unseen. You know, it's 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 behind the curtain, like you'd mentioned earlier. Sure. You know, and uh, it takes some level of of personal commitment to get involved and to see the full kind of breadth of what we do. Uh, and it's, I mean, we we've got a staff of twenty or probably twenty thirty people total in, at, cool. at work at USPA, and we work full time. I, mean, I I probably do fifty sixty hours a week. Jeez. just me, uh, and. So so it's it's you know we we all work very hard and we have a huge passion for the sport and our members and everything like that so it's uh I, I love it it's it's where I should be it's where I I love the job I love the people I get to work for nice so who who do I need to call to get all of my awards like all at once Stephanie Good. Seidel all right Stephanie if Stephanie, you're listening to this I, I I haven't filed for an award for a lot of years um, and I want them all yeah. All my free fall and all my jump, I want them all. Why are you looking at me as you're yeah. saying this? Because you, you're going to have to sign it for you. Yes, absolutely. 
It's just one form. I hate so. you. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I love you, but I hate you're, you. You're my fucking go-to. By the way, if your shoulder's feeling better, I desperately need a repack because I haven't been in the air since before COVID, and my rig is way out of date. Yeah, I can make something like that happen right, for you. Enough. Well, you can just talk me through it, right? Can't be that hard. Just, just uh, like your main. Don't worry, buddy. PCK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, again, this one's a, a cheers to the USPA. We're uh, we're gonna have another hot sauce. And did you step it up this time? Uh, this is the pain 100 percent pain. All right, 100 percent pain. This one's got a little bit of yeah, zing to it. One's... Yeah, this one's got some sting to it. All right, here we go. But nobody's gonna react as bad as Olga. <laughs> you remember that oh, one? Olga was bouncing her head, bashing her head off of my shoulder, my mm-hmm. good shoulder, but bouncing her head off of it. Oh, well, don't breathe in while you're while you're chewing. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> so. For any hot sauce aficionados out there, um, if oh, you, yeah. I'll label it in the uh, in the uh, uh, credits for this one. Get your hot sauces out and, and eat along with us. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and fucking go for it. Go go for the bad boy. Oh, come on. Because it's going to take a while to recover. And we've all decided. So if anybody watches the show Hot Ones, Fuck. the episode that, or the, the sauce that everyone hates is the bomb. And I figured out why. The bomb is chemical additives. Pepper extract. Yeah. So it's ridiculously stupid hot. Yep. Um, and not in an even slightly enjoyable way. No, it tastes terrible. It's it's meant as a gag. It's you know, it's a college it's a college dorm gag. Like yeah. I bet you can't handle this and nobody can handle it. Well and it's not even two hundred thousand Scoville units, but it's what they put in it. <laughs> that's just <laughs> stupid. <It works. laughs> I'm good. I'm just gonna sit and sip my wine. Uh yeah, I think it's hundred and thirty five thousand Scoville, something yeah, like it's, that. It's but not it's not that fucking strong. It's the extract that, that makes it bad. So um yeah, Junior, I'm gonna let you do this, but be smart. Oh, fuck, dude. Be smart. So we're I need putting a second from that one. Jesus. Well, we're not going to do it right now, but we're we're going to do God Slayer next. Fuck. I don't know why um, I listened to you and did the orange juice. That's made it worse. Well, we're forty minutes into the podcast, so this will give us time to relax a little bit from that one. Do the God Slayer, die on the mic, and then and then say goodbye. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, Junior, do you are you going to keep competing once uh um. Once you're back and healthy, because you haven't competed since uh, uh, since Copenhagen, Copenhagen, right? Um, no, after Copenhagen, um, I did one uh, normal um, one normal swoop competition, which was the um, Ukrainian nationals. How'd you do? Um, two years ago, um, not too bad. I took third in, I think it was third in speed and fourth overall. Nice. Uh, missed missed out on third by point two of a point or something like that. Nice. But um, I would love to start competing again. I just got to see the what i can do with the shoulder because sure. being able to lean forward and really rotate my rotate my arm and, and lean in the canopy sure uh, for distance is something that i've got to be able to do what about a mutant mm-hmm. yeah um i've been talking to uh with with kelly farrington um at uh, velocity sports equipment and we've been talking about uh possibly doing some kind of harness something that's similar to the mutant that i can that I can fly for nice. for speed and for for, for, for distance. For old broken crippled guys like you. Yeah, as long <laughs> as I don't make myself more crippled. Fair enough. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to ask you too. So you were part of the project that uh, um, filmed what is at least for now the smallest parachute ever to be landed. Yes. Um, you've now heard, of course, that they are planning on trying to bust that. Luigi's he wants his record back. Yep, I've heard. Um, what smaller can you go? That. Right? That's what I was saying. Was I think like, it was 35, right? 35, and they're going for 34 or 33 square Jesus, feet. Jesus, man. Yeah, it's 
Man, all the power to him. Um, sitting with Ernesto um, through the entire project of the of the 35, um, it was amazing. It was amazing to be a part of the project. We've said it before when when you actually talked to Ernesto um, on the podcast. I mean, it was it was insane laying that watching that 35 laid out on top of i think it was a 64 that i was flying the 64 petra and seeing the two of them laid out on top of each other was was insane now what was uh i have to ask though uh because as impressive as it is to land a parachute that that's small you were keeping up with him flying on that 60 something square foot canopy how much lead did you have on uh i was loaded i had about 40 something pounds on i was loaded at uh 4.0 so technically, you had a higher wing loading than he had. No, he still had a oh, little bit higher. He was at I think four three, four three or four six, but I was at four on the on the sixty four. Man, I'll tell you what; those canopies love to fly with that wing. Yep. Oh, I bet, I bet. I'm I'm still for as intrigued as I am with jumping the Petra. I know I'm not current enough to jump something like that, but from the way everybody talks about how they open and how they fly and how they land. I, my mouth waters at the idea of doing it, but I'm smart enough at this age to know, eh, unless yeah. you're going to be on it all the time, I got no business on that one. Well, Steve, Steve's actually been on a jump with me where I was loaded up at uh, 6.69. Six. Yeah. What? I, I took uh, <laughs> I took Nicole on a Mr. Bill on the 57 Petra. Oh, well, there you go. So we were, I, we were I flying. I with him. That's insane. Yeah, it was. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in the air, and, and and we did. We had like three or four wingsuits with us, I think, and all of us were like, they were struggling, the having to work to keep up. They were having yeah, to work it was, for it. It was. Uh, it was very challenging, but man, it was. It was wild. You must have been terrified of the opening, though. Oh, I mean, the opening was horrible. On one of the, one the of first, it was really bad. Yeah, on one of the first jumps we did, um, it spun. And at one point, um, Nicole got thrown off, and she got thrown off above where we were. Like the canopy, was, the canopy did about a, a, about a rotation and a half, and she lo- lost control. But she actually went up while I was still going down. <laughs> and then you had the, the pilot shoot and tow on like the third or fourth. Oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah, I had a pilot, had a, a slight like pilot shoot and like tow when I de- when I deployed. So. Two seconds it was a it was a hard opening for sure. I don't know how. Man. Her, her neck, man. I all remember her, in the video was her neck getting snapped backwards on the yeah. opening, and I was like, "Holy!" My shit. wife has got some strength to her, man. man. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't man. mess around with that, that woman. Strong neck. She, she's a strong woman. Yeah, I'm actually supposed to talk to, uh, uh, hopefully, talk to Luigi coming up, and because uh, um, I'm, I'm really interested to hear the thought processes that go into this, and and I'm, uh, I'll be lucky enough to talk to more people from from NZ Aerosports, and because I really want to talk to you know designing because I know. Uh, I know just enough to know how little I know, uh, but I know that um, downsizing a canopy is not just making it smaller. No. There's so fucking much that goes into it, Huge, and I have to. I I, I, I can be careful. Yeah, bro. don't don't oh just God. fucking like, put that on the thing and I, I got, and yeah, yeah, got like, don't touch your fit that right there. Like yeah. seriously, do be be careful. That is the hottest hot sauce. Probably ever. be like, wearing. That, that's way what? enough. You should probably be wearing gloves to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I'm trying to keep my nose from running away. And this right now. this yep. is uh, I think it's Wiltshire Farms. This who makes this one? I can't remember who it is. Oh. It, doesn't, it doesn't even say on the label. Yeah, no, it just says Godslayer. It says Godslayer. It's, it's the least appealing bottle you've no, the, ever seen. The, the the one that's above the regret. Regret is, is worse <sighs> than this. It's it's a full blacked out yep. label, and it's yeah. Yeah, well, they the, even is say one that just has a symbol on it. Well, yeah, like well, it says re- it says it. regret. Yeah, so, oh, it's. Yeah, that's going to be bad. Oh, Jesus. That's going to be why, bad. Why? Why do we do this to ourselves? Because we're man. idiots, clearly. Which, again, is why oh, being man. a skydiver, um, knowing that skydivers are the ones designing these amazing canopies, I, I always think, 
that they're like me, right? But clearly, they're dramatically more intelligent than me to figure out. Because they're engineers, right? I mean, they're- yeah, yeah. But I always want to ask them, like, really, how the fuck? And then I was lucky enough to talk to Chris Stewart just recently, um, and to ask him. I mean, the balls you got to have on you to be the first guy to jump a fucking new parachute. Yeah. Um, and that's and I talked to Attila as well from NZ Aerosports, and he told me about his one bad one, which when you tell the story sounds sketchy, but then he sent me the video. Yeah, whole different perspective. Eh? Holy motherfucker! And of course, we all know that the video never does what's going on justice, but yeah. it at least gives you a good figure. Uh, yeah, you can kind of figure it out. But so, um, yeah, I'm not really sure when he's supposed to be doing this. But have you heard any more about the about the the new record that they're going to try and do? I haven't heard much size? about it. Um, I was talking to Ernesto about it a little bit last time I talked to him. Um, How does he feel about that? That uh, Luigi's going to go take his record back? He's all he's all for it. He's, what I mean, for. yeah, they're meant, to, and that's what Ernesto would say as well, and that's what Luigi said when Ernesto took it from him. Is that records are meant to be broken, and Ernesto did it. He did an amazing job with it, and now that somebody wants to to turn around and you know Luigi wants to turn around and take the record back. Sure, I mean all the power to him. I I hope knowing Luigi that he's training hard um, physically as well as as jumping wise and that he's uh he's ready to go for it and that he's smart about it you know for sure well i mean i I don't think you get to where he's at and have done the things that he's done without making sure you've got your head screwed on straight that's still i mean fucking hell that's such a teeny little parachute yeah i'd be interested to see who he's got uh working with him for the team Right, working alongside him because I mean it's a lot of trust. They better be some big motherfuckers on little canopies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> they better be. I mean, I, I think that's super cool. Now, how, so uh, you do the competition stuff as yeah. well, but uh, does USPA have any kind of stance on when it starts to get that aggressive? I mean, because I know that USPA um, won't really talk about or endorse stuff like base jumping and all that because it's kind of out of their venue. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking about stuff that's this risky and this you know cutting edge and hardcore do they take a stance or do they just say all right here they go um i would say from my perspective my like from from the so i do i do all the records too so like when you're saying you know from from the administration administrative side of of competition and records i think uh this is exactly what i would want to see happen as i would want to see you know, uh, Ernesto or uh, Luigi set the record, then Ernesto broke it, and then right. and then the back and forth. That's that's what we want to see from the administrative side, and we see that pretty often with with any record, you know, large sure. commercial record, whatever it is. That you know, one group breaks it, next next group goes back, and they kind of get a little rivalry going on. Sure. And, it's, and it's it's good for the sport, especially something this this you know high profile and yeah. really you know you know there's not a lot of people in the world that can do this. You know, sure. So you know, it's what we want to see. Uh, and so I, I think, you know, if it, it, you know, I'm, obviously it won't be done in the United States, so it's really outside of my jurisdiction or whatever, but I, I, I wouldn't say anything, you know, it, it, I would just trust that it would be done safely <laughs> right. and, 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 you know, it, as, as, um, and, and with, with records and I don't know how, I don't, it's a Guinness record I would think, right? Um, uh, yeah, but I, I would guess that he's going to do a Guinness record. I mean, the last one was, uh, was a Guinness, it, it could be an official an unofficial world record, otherwise, right? There's nothing we hate more than saying unofficial world record. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's just a jump. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, so, so it'll be it, it'll be a Guinness record. So they have their own re- requirements, or whatever. But uh, like I know the FAI and and uh, USPA, uh, like there can't be any injuries uh, on a record jump. Like, so that's a, like it has to be a clean jump across the board. Um, 
so so like that that as long as that stuff is met, you know, we're pretty clear in our in our rule book of what qualifies for a record and what doesn't and what the what the how to set them and all that. And mm. as long as those rules are followed, then awesome, I'm I'm good to go. I think it's amazing. How many times do you have to turn down people's records because they don't follow the rules properly? Uh. Fairly often, I'd say. I just happened to get one the other day that I that I have to say no to, unfortunately. So it's uh, you know, it, I, I hate being the bad guy, but I, the one word I would give the USPA members is read the rules. I, and I actually have a question for you, cause, and you're the the exact guy to ask. So you've got the the speed records and the distance records and all this stuff for canopy piloting, yeah. but you've also got a different altitude at every fucking drop zone that these are happening on. So is there an asterisk? This There's is not. really nope. So, so this this or I guess 2019 is the is the is the perfect example because they had the world Pretoria. they had the World Cup in uh, South Africa. Shout like, out to Billy Sharman. I think like 4,500 altitude, 4,500 feet. Was so there, you're was gonna have records, and they did. They, they they I think they set all the records or just about. Yeah, the only time that they'll put an asterisk if it, if it's with old rules. So, so it, like like Nick it, Batch set a, set a record with the old speed rule, or I'm sorry, with the old distance rules where there was no drag required, and that record. I think that that's still it might be the furthest, or it, it might have finally been broken. But for the longest time, that was the longest. So typically, how it, like in the U in the USA, how it works is uh, if a if a rule change if a rule that's is that a record is set on. So Nick's Nick's record, yeah. uh, if that rule uh, changes, like now we now there's a new requirement, there's a water drag requirement, or right. whatever it may be, uh, that those rules are, or those old records are retired. And and okay, so that's what and it's for. and basically you have a clean slate. So the next person to set the longest distance at at, at a competition hmm. following these new rules gets the record. I don't know how. I, honestly, I don't know how I feel about that in regard to the you know the altitude and the condition stuff. Because now with all those records having been smashed at almost five thousand feet above sea level, they're never going to be beaten unless it's at a drop zone at an equal or higher altitude. Well, they used to have back in the day. I think it was 2010, maybe. Don't quote me on that. 2011, somewhere in there. They did the PD something. You know, put on your big boy panties rule breaking competition that they did in Mile High. They brought judges out yep. and they did a competition. I think that was just in just was in prep just for to break records in yeah. Minden. Was uh, it Minden? Longmont, I think. Longmont. Oh, Longmont. Oh, Mile, Mile High. High. Mile High. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, in Colorado. Yeah. That's where Warren you- Cleary wound up. Uh, Taking a bad hit and want to paralyze from uh, from a bad hit on accuracy. I mean, really, you're you're going to end up the next the next big fucking records are going to be set at Skydive Everest because yeah. it's the only fucking base camp that's going to be fast enough. I just got a really big smile on my face when you said that. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Although you'd be you'd be swooping a fucking one seventy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'd have to make a Petro one seventy to land there. It's having watched that uh, operation go and watched. I think it was a one ninety, uh, either a one seventy or a one ninety that the camera flyer was coming in on and going. Oh, they're moving. Yeah, they're fucking moving because the you know the elevation's almost fifteen thousand yeah. feet. It's fucking woo. It's fucking fast. Yeah, uh, but to your point, you're 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 not wrong, you know. But it's it comes down to an administrative perspective. Like, how do you how, how and, and we so I'm, I'm a wing scooter, and I actually hold I think I still hold a current record at the FAI level of the longest distance flown in a wing suit in competition or something like that. It, it's been broken 15 times since then, but nobody's filed for it, so I still have the record. But uh, it, like a very similar thing with with wing suiting is like 
it's wind assist and can it be piloting too for distance, right? Like, yeah. it, like having a tailwind is, is beneficial. Sure. Uh, so how do you differentiate from, from a right at, at limits tailwind to, to, to a headwind? Sure. You know, it, really in the end, it's, it's, it comes down to that there are, there are rules with regards to competition. Sure. And as long as those rules are followed and, and one of those rules is a location, you got to have it somewhere and sure. you know, we, we can't say where or what, you know, it's, I'd almost, I would almost think the wind thing, obviously you'd never be able to, okay, there's this, the record for this much of a downwind or that or whatever. You'd never be able to do that. But uh, I would almost think that you would bracket it off as this is the speed record set from a zero to uh, 1,000 foot but, elevation. Can you imagine you, how many records you'd, yeah. you'd be But then, you'd But then you're going to have whatever that record is going to be at the 1,000. It's going to be at 1,000 feet or whatever. You know, it's going to sure. be at whatever you set those 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 barriers boundaries in it's going to be at the highest it's too bad it's too bad there's not a way to do the calculation and no no matter what like this sea level jump is the record so we had we we have some super 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 intelligent folks in the wingsuit community and uh one of them was able to figure out a pretty it's not foolproof but it's but it's pretty close a way to take the uh, we use fly sites. I don't know if you know fly site is uh, like a GPS data logger, basically. Right. Um, and uh, and it, it, you take your jump, and it it can strip away the winds from your jump, so you can see kind of normalized performances, uh, which was able, which which enabled us to kind of have regional competitions that weren't everybody at the same place. Like I could do a jump in Florida, a guy could do a jump in California, and so on and so on. Sure. And we can mostly compare the two. Or, the, or those jumps against each other, uh, so it's like you're saying, like basically, like a way to normalize the sure. t- uh, the canopy piloting stuff, and it, it's just not possible, right? It's, yeah, you're, you're well, changing I, the entire I, environment. I you know? suppose that's getting too nitpicky yeah. as well. That's and, that's and, and that's what it is. It just comes down to like you're not wrong. Like I think I think we'll see these records that were set in South Africa stand for quite a while. Yeah, they, they were they were pretty significantly farther and 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 faster than sure. Uh, and they were getting broken literally huge. jump to jump. Yeah. Sure, yeah, as they would be. Yeah. People are like, yeah, I'm a world record, and the next jump yeah. they're like, oh, that's right. I think well, Greg, Greg Windmiller like, held yeah, it. I'm a world record. And the next one is like, oh, I damn. I think Greg Wim- Windmiller held a record for. For like half of a half a round or something, like yeah. he, he broke the record, and then somebody later in that same round broke his record. Well, I mean, it's a trip too, but that's also uh, kind of the nature of the sport, right? Because it's, it's what it is. You know, um, I mean, uh, if I took uh, a swoop that I could go do tomorrow as an amateur swooper on a not particularly hardcore canopy, could smash records that were set when you For guys sure. first started yeah, doing absolutely. all that stuff. You know, so you, I guess you, it's you look all at relative. the look at the Peregrines and, and Petras to to the I mean, what was it? What was the last generation? Valkyries and comp or uh, and, sorry, and uh, Velos. Velos, yeah. comp Velos, Velos and, and uh, JVXs. And JVXs. Yeah, like, they're they're completely different parachutes, right? Yes. They're they are. You can do. I mean, I fly a Valkyrie, so or flew a Valkyrie, anyways. Um, and you know, go, going from that to to even from the Velo, it was like, hold, this is like sure. this is a completely different beast. You yeah, know? yeah so, absolutely. And, and and of course it goes, and so the next generation of parachutes is going to be better than the Petras and I the Peregrines. I can't and, even imagine what comes next. I cannot even fucking imagine. Something will, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're not slowing down on innovation and nobody seems to be wanting to go slower. No, so, we all want to go faster. Yeah, everybody, the, you know, farther. all the high-end stuff, you know, I mean, I think eventually you're just going to you're gonna push a button, your canopy's going to pop off your back, and you're going to take off from the ground, fly up to altitude, and then go back into free fall. That'd be really cool. Uh, yeah. I hope so. Like Star Trek style, eh? Yep, yep, pretty much. All right, we're going to kill ourselves? Dude, yep, all right, so we're, we're, uh, we're about 56 minutes into the podcast. 
Um, so we're going to end on this. I've been gentle. Uh, I've been gentle with it. Does uh, this one have any on it? Yeah, I, I, it's right there. It's okay. I, I'm, I was gentle. Okay, so um, this one it goes out to, well, everybody, right? So this will go out to the USPA, to the records. This is going to go out to Al. Yeah, stay, Albert. Yeah. St- stay away from short brick walls. St- Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. To and, Stephanie. Uh, to everybody at the yeah. USPA, this goes out to Luigi. Yeah. Um, this goes out to all of them. Nicole. Um, you got to do Nicole. Yeah, yeah. Got to go out and shout out to the wife. We may not be able to speak after this, so oh, gentlemen, oh, cheers Jesus and blue skies. Let's see what go. happens. Here we go. Fuck. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can really feel it. <clears throat> oh, that's not nice. Nope. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hmm. Um. <laughs> I think. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> All right. That's oh, a, man. Oh, this is the second time I've seen you si- silence for some reason. Yep. Oh. All right. Uh, Thanks once again for <laughs> <laughs> joining us for oh, another Jesus edition of. Christ. Lunatic oh, Fringe Into the Void. Brought to you as always by the greatest magazine in the known universe. Blue Skies Magazine. Blue Skies, Blue Skies. Magazine. Go to bluskiesmag.com to subscribe oh, to the magazine. <laughs> to, uh, I check like out what he said. Is there any on this? And look at that. Yeah. yeah. To check out all that cool shit. Uh, by Pussfoot.com. Uh, it's an extreme collective. Go check it out. It's really cool. By me, the fucking pilot. Fuckingpilot.net. I wrote some books. Thanks. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Salute. Oh, Cheers. Bye. Blue Skies. Oh, fuck.